I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time, Brother Mon speaking. I program here called The Mariner's Call. This old mariner, by the grace of God, uh, years ago, in fact, many, many years ago, way back in 1966, the Lord took me off of an old boat and placed me in the book of God. Even though I spent the better part of all my lost life in the Gulf of Mexico as a seafarer, really as a commercial fisherman, uh, I'm glad to be in God's book. In fact, I find a lot in this book that uh, relates to the realm of the nautical. If you don't watch, if you listen to me very often, <laughs> what you're going to do is you, I'm going to take you to the sea often, but not not at this particular time. First Thessalonians chapter 2, I want to look at especially verse 13 and challenge you maybe with a thought. And uh, if you are listening, if you ever like to correspond with us, hey, by the way, Thank you for listening to our program. Thank you for writing to us. Thank you for emailing us. If you'd like to, that's the easiest way. If you have access to a computer, it's just that old keyboard. We're on the World Wide Web, that www, and then it's just F-O-M-M dot period, and that's O-R-G. That'll bring you directly to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International. Uh, let us hear from you. You don't have to like us. Just <laughs> we'd like to have you to correspond with us. Tell us some things about yourself and where you listen to us from. Here lately, we've heard some, from some people in thinking about the United States, literally on the other side of the world. Thank you for listening uh, to us via, we think about shortwave, via the computer. And uh, what a blessing just to have this, this opportunity. All right, the writer now to this church at Thessalonica. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul. He talks about how that uh, God entrusted him with the gospel. And he preached the gospel to these people. Uh, he didn't do it to please men. He didn't use flattering words. Uh, verse 5, he was very gentle with these people. He labored and travail with them night and day. But I especially like the statement made in verse 13. He said, for this cause also thank we God without ceasing. He said, we're always thanking God for this particular thing. Because now you people, these churches, these people at Thessalonica, now that heard the word of God, that heard the gospel, and they were saved, he said this, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God and it says, this is what I want to get now. It says, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Now, what, what is that? The word of God effectually worketh also in you that believe. So we think about the word of God. The word works within. Training and growth on the word of God is going to produce some results. All right. The word of God is eternally active. It's eternally alive. And when you take it within, it's going to do something for you and do something within you. It says, which effectively worketh also in you that believe, or it should effectually 
worketh also in you that believe. Sometimes I've seen situations where people have listened to the Word of God being preached. Uh, I, I go to a lot of places, see a lot of people. I just returned from the mission field, some areas of Southeast Asia. And to, going to different areas and here across the United States and some areas of Europe and uh, preach the Word of God. And people say, Amen, you know, Amen, Brother Mon. A- amen, you know. They get all excited. And then that's it. Then they go home and they come back the next time and they want to hear some more, you know. The Word of God's always, I like to hear good preaching also. Amen. But what is it for? It's kind of like training and teaching. We think about the doctor. We think about somebody that feels that they should enter the realm, some medical field. All right, they go to school for years and years. What's the ultimate for that particular person? Why are they studying? Why are they studying? Why are they studying this some realm of medicine? Why are they studying? Because sometime in the future, what are they going to do? They're going to begin to practice. They're going to practice what they have studied. So the Word of God, why, why is it delivered unto us? Surely the first, the first thing, when we receive it, we think about the gospel. Uh, we receive the gospel, which is, we think about uh, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, my friend. When I truly with my heart turned to the cross, trusted what Jesus Christ did on Calvary, to provide forgiveness for my sin and salvation of my soul. Yeah, that changed my eternal standing. But now, as I hear the Word of God, and as I read the Word of God, it begins to work on the inside of me to do some things. What does it do? It'll change your mind. It'll change your attitude about things. Hey, what are you, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, let me just see. What, what's your attitude about trouble? You like trouble? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I've had trouble come my way, and I tell you, as a child of God, I've bowed my head, and I've had a boo-hoo party. Why, Lord, I'm trying to do what's right. Why Why this trouble? Why this situation? Why can't this burden be lifted off of my back? I don't understand. You know, but when I begin to read the Bible, I begin to just trust that somebody knows what they're doing besides me and that somebody is God. In fact, the writer there, as he writes the church at Corinth there in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10, uh, the writer was Paul, and he had uh, some trouble. In fact, it had to do with his, his health. It was an infirmity in the flesh. It's called a thorn. And the, the thorn came. The problem was there. The trouble magnified itself, and he said, Lord, take it away. God didn't take it away. Then he said again, Lord, take it away. God did not take it away. He said the third time, Lord, take it away. And then God spoke to him about the problem. And he said, uh, uh, listen, uh, concerning, uh, uh, we think about the statement of our Lord about, uh, uh, about the apostle Paul. He said, listen, he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Don't you understand? What? God said to Paul, he said, listen, my strength is made perfect in weakness. As far as strength is concerned, if you just begin to do things through your strength, you think it's your strength and your power. But he said, even when you're weak, my strength is strong. So what did Paul do? He swallowed. All right, he swallowed that, took it down to the heart. God said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. He swallowed, and the Lord changed his mind. The Apostle Paul then said, I tell you what, all right, all right, the Word of God began to work on the inside of him. He said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That's a change. Take it away. No. 
I'll just glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, he changed the word of God as it began to work on the inside of him. It began to change his mind about different things. It'll change our mind about trouble. It'll change our mind about temptation. The book of James, James chapter 1, never reached this point. James chapter 1, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4, he said, Count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. What? <laughs> temptations? Number one, I don't want them. I know I'll have it in this life. Count it all joy, you know. How can I do that? By swallowing and understanding God knows exactly what he's doing. And it'll give me a different attitude about temptation. Give me a different attitude about being punished. We think about the chastening hand of God. It's supposed to preach, or not preach, it's supposed to produce righteousness. So if I begin to have the word of God to take and effectually work in me, I say, Lord, I needed that. I needed that correction. Lord, thank you. Amen. For whom the Lord loveth. He chaseth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. So it's part of the love of God. Thank you, Lord, for correcting me. See, the word of God is working in me to take and give me a transformation of mind, renewing of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Gives me a different attitude about death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I have to think about that. Lord, please let that be a part of my life. And as I look at death, help me not to be so fearful of such. I want to live. I'm ready to die. Help me to see that death is gain. So in looking at that, like God looks at it, then it brings some security and stability. Not only does it change my mind or change my attitude about things, but it gives me some stability. When the word of God possesses me, I grow. Spiritual maturity. When is a doctor really, when is he really a good doctor? When he begins to practice and he gets good at his practicing. Amen? So as far as the Christian, the Christian's life is concerned, don't you want to be stable? Don't you want to be mature? First Corinthians 13, 11, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I, I, I want to... I want to have some stability. Colossians 3.16, it says, Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Uh, it says, Which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Let's let the word of God do its work within us. Let's begin to practice that that's on the inside. It'll change my attitude, the way I look at things. It'll change my life in the sense it'll take me from insecurity to security. You'll never know for sure that heaven's your home until the word of God effectually works in you because you'll trust your flesh. You'll trust what people say. You'll trust your emotions instead of trusting God. I'm glad I can trust what God says. This book effectually working in me. I can go, my friend, from insecurity to security and stability. See, I'm not going to really grow just by being a church member, just listening to the Word of God. I need to have it to work within, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And then it'll also not only change your mind, it'll change your state from security to stability, but it'll change your witness. You know, have you ever just, you got discouraged with trying to invite people to church? 
and then trying to pass out some gospel tracts and inviting people to Christ. Sometimes we try to talk people into different things, when in really it's the Word of God that's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Many times I've just spent my time trying to convince. I said, I've got to convince you, and I try to do even with the words of Wayne Munn instead of the words of God. I ought to take and surrender to the point whereby we approach people with God's word and we say, that's, that's what God says. I must believe what God says. And if that's true, then it'd be kind of like Acts 1.8, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you should be witnesses unto me. I want to be that witness with power. And only, it's only the word of God that's powerful. Instead of the philosophies of the world or the religious world, you know, or what we think, you know, or bringing someone maybe down the Jerusalem trail or the Galilee path or some road, <laughs> maybe even to Rome, my friend, we can take them to the word of God, the place that's needed and necessary for each individual that they might listen. And as they hear the word of God, it might change their life. As the word of God effectually works in me, it produces a change in mind, a change from instability to stability, a change even in my witness. For it is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Why don't you allow the word of God to work in you? Come on, that that's on the inside. Allow what God has done on the inside of you. Ask God to help you to see that it gets worked out. It's my pleasure to be with you. God bless you for just being there. If whoever can help you, please feel free to correspond with us. Until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Mund saying goodbye.